Please turn with me in your Bibles to the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And that is our subject this morning, the deceitfulness of sin. For we come to these words in this inspired letter to the Hebrews, these words penned, we believe, by the Apostle Paul. And uh, although there is uh, some debate as to whether the Apostle Paul actually wrote this. It was almost universally accepted that he did until around uh, the time of uh, the 1800s when other authors were suggested. Some say uh, Timothy, some say Barnabas or Apollos, but uh, we believe it's the Apostle Paul and uh, your Bibles will have it marked out as such. But uh, in this chapter 3, of the letter to the Hebrews, the Apostle is writing about uh, what happened 1,500 years before the writing of this letter. He speaks of uh, Moses, and uh, many of us know who Moses is and what happened in the time of Moses. The children of Israel were slaves in Egypt, and God raised up Moses and sent Moses to lead them out of slavery, and he did. He led the Israelites out from Egypt and the Lord protected them. The Lord uh, parted the Red Sea for them, as you well know, and fed them in the wilderness, manna from heaven and uh, water out of the rock. But even despite all this, and this is what the apostle is uh, mentioning here in this chapter, even despite all that God did, there were those who did not fully trust in the Lord. There were those who doubted the Lord they were full of unbelief and uh, they hardened their hearts against God. That's what the Apostle Paul says. That's how he puts it. They hardened their hearts against the Lord. And so uh, the warning in this chapter is that we don't do the same, that we should not be like those Israelites who, even though God had supplied everything for them, they hardened their hearts. This is what we read here, verse 12, take heed, brethren, it's a warning, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And uh, well, this is what we pray every week for the service in this church that all those who are gathered, all those who are watching online, that they would not have an evil heart of unbelief, that nobody would harden their heart against God, the God who has given us everything, everything that we have. He has watched over us. He has protected us even throughout the days of this week. Well, we must not harden our hearts against him he is the one who keeps us. It's not ourselves who keep ourselves. We are not the ones who has kept us safe and brought us here to this place this morning. It is God. 
And so it would be a terrible thing for us to harden our hearts, to come into this place, to harden our hearts after all that God has done for us. What a terrible thing to do. But why does anybody harden their hearts? Why do they do this? Well, the reason is given here in verse 13. Because of the deceitfulness of sin. That is why we harden our hearts against God. It's because of the deceitfulness of sin. And this is going to be our subject this morning. Just in case some some people are uh, unaware what this truly means, what it is to deceive. Well, if somebody or something is uh, deceitful, it means that they are dishonest. It means that it is not truthful. It means that you are being misled. Somebody is misleading you or tricking you. And that is what sin does to us. Sin misleads us. Sin tricks us. Sin makes a fool out of us. And this is the nature of sin. And we have to remember this, how sin deceives us. Now, the first thing that we have to say about being deceived, before I go into the details of how sin deceives us, we have to note something about being deceived. When somebody is deceived, they obviously don't know that they are deceived. They don't know they're being deceived. If you knew you were being deceived, well, you're no longer deceived. So somebody who is deceived, sadly, they're not aware of it. And while we look at at the world around us, we look at so many people in this world, and they are so utterly deceived. But they, of course, they don't realize, they don't know it, they can't see it. That's the nature of deceit. You never know you're being deceived. And this is the way of the world. So many people deceived, they do not realize it. And perhaps the greatest and most common deception at the present time is that there is no God. That's the greatest deception of this modern age, modern society. Atheism. Do you know what atheism is? It's a great deception. That's one way we can apply the deceitfulness of sin. And millions of people have bought into it. Never has there been such a time of atheism. You know, for the vast majority of human history, people have always believed in something. All the ancient civilizations, they all had their uh, beliefs. They all had their worship systems. They all had some kind of God, some kind of deity. There was no atheism for the vast majority of history. This time is a very unprecedented time. This time is a weird time, if I can put it that way. Many people down through the ages, they have believed that there is something higher than us. Of course, it's only our Bible. It's only the word of God that reveals the true God, the living God, the gods of uh, Rome or Egypt. They were not the real gods, gods of stone and uh, idols of wood. Of course, they're not real gods. It's only the word of God, this scripture that we have before us that reveals the true and living God, the God who rules over everything, as we have already mentioned, the God who sees us and hears us when we pray, the creator God. It is so obvious. Of course it is. I won't go into this at great length, 
but it's so obvious that everything has been created. But we live in a time of deception, and men have invented alternative means of creation. We haven't been created, they will say. Oh, it's just uh, all a product of the Big Bang. That's how we came into being. Or it's just uh, all evolution. That's how we came into being. Dear friends, these are deceptions. I don't know where you stand, where, what you believe on these things, but you have to remember that these things, at the very best, they are theories. They are simply theories, the theory of evolution, the theory of the Big Bang. But of course, it's being presented as fact now, scientific fact. Why is it being presented as fact? Well, to deceive the people. The deceitfulness of sin, deceive the people into thinking this is actually how we came about. So again, there is great deception, the deceitfulness of sin. And so many people, well, they fall for it. And this is so sad. Remember what the scriptures say, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Only a fool is deceived into thinking these things. The Bible gives us wisdom. It makes us wise. We know that there is a God, a true and living God, and we are not taken in by the things of the world. So that's the first deception. So many people falling to atheism. But have you noticed, and I mention this quite often from time to time, even those who claim to be atheists, they will still blame God. Whenever anything goes wrong, if there is a a war, they will blame God. If there is a terrorist act, they'll blame God. Great crimes, corruption, poverty, abuse. Even atheists somehow blame God. And again, this is a great deception. Is the world this way because God has made it this way? Is it right to blame God for all the sins of the world? No. If you think like that, you're greatly mistaken. The reason why the world is as it is, is because of man. It's because of his sin. <clears throat> this is the great deception. People see something going wrong in the world, they blame God. It's actually man's fault. That's the truth. The sins of this world, man's nature, his stealing, his lying, his hatred, his lust, his greed, all the ills of the world, it's because of man. It's because of his sin. So do not be deceived concerning these things. Man, we learn from the scriptures, is born a rebel against God. He rejects God. He rejects his laws. He rejects his standards. He rebels against God. And this is why the world is as it is. Man rejects God, throws off the holy standards. He wants to be free. This is a... Uh, why uh, so many people are not Christians when you speak to them about coming to the Lord. Why should I be a Christian? I want to be free to do what I want to do. Dear friends, even that is a deception. The deceitfulness of sin will tell you that you are free. You are not free to do whatever you want to do. The scriptures teach us, and many of you know this, that man is not born free. Man, by his very nature, is enslaved. He is a slave. To what? To his sin. 
He has a fallen human nature, just like the Israelites were slaves in Egypt, in bondage, in captivity. Well, we, the human race, we are slaves. We are born into slavery and we need to be delivered. And so we are not free. We are slaves to sin. We do as we are tempted to do. The natural man, again, this is why the world is so sinful. This is why every attempt that man makes to build a better world fails. Why does it always fail? Man has always had good intentions. Let us build a perfect world. It cannot work. It never works. Why? Because we're slaves to our sin. We're in bondage. And we do as we are tempted to do. And of course we don't realize it because we are deceived. But we do as we are tempted to do. And by the way, well, temptation. Temptation is so deceitful. We are tempted. Man is tempted. And we are taken in by temptation. This is how temptation works. Temptation will try and deceive you that sin is harmless. Sin is harmless. Just sin. Just do it. Nobody's going to be hurt. Sin can easily be controlled. If you just sin, just sin a little bit, you'll control it. You can stop it. You're in command. That's the deceitfulness of sin. Sin is actually the one who is in command of you. And sin causes great harm. You think of people who, uh, well, sadly, they've realized they cannot control their sins. Alcoholics, their lives are destroyed. Drug addicts, their lives are destroyed. How did it start? Because of the deceitfulness of sin. Just have one drink, you'll be able to control it. Just have this drug one time, you'll be able to control it. Sin is harmless. That's the deceitfulness of sin. It's terrible. Temptation. But we fall to it if we don't know the Lord. Sin always looks so attractive. So wonderfully attractive. This is what people think, young people particularly. The world is so attractive. Christianity is boring. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible, that's boring. Of course, that's a deception. The word of God is far from boring. Speaking about who God is, speaking about eternity, speaking about Christ and wonderful things. It's not boring, but the deception of sin is, oh, Christianity is boring. We're so much more exciting. Look at the world. Look at the music of the world, the music videos, the movies. Isn't it wonderful? But that's a deception of sin. The real world is not like that. And sin, well, it casts that spell over you. You think of the first sin in the Bible and you think of the Garden of Eden. This is how Eve was tempted. Satan, who uh, lures us into sin. He said to Eve, take of that fruit, that forbidden fruit. And remember, she looked at that fruit and it looked so good. It looked so wonderful, just like the world looks so wonderful. I will take this fruit. I must have this fruit. Obeying God is boring. I'm going to take the fruit. And what did it lead to? It led to death. It didn't lead to anything else. It didn't lead to anything good. It led to death. And that is, well, it's the case even now. When we reject God, when we turn away from him and we live for the world, 
the world that is so deceptive, it's death, spiritual death, death for our souls. Our souls cannot be filled with the empty things of this world. We need Christ. But the deceitfulness of sin keeps our souls in that impoverished state and keeps our souls deadened. Sin, well, another way in which sin deceives us, it deceives us into thinking that our sins can be hidden. Our sins can be hidden. We can hide our sins. Dear friends, what a terrible deception. What a terrible thing. Well, even, uh, well, we've seen very recently in the news how uh, people uh, who have committed crimes and committed misdeeds, who have lied and, and cheated, well, they have eventually, they've been found out. In fact, we actually live in a time in this modern age where it's very hard to hide our sin. There is uh, the internet with all its records. There's CCTV everywhere. There's uh, all the things that we do that are recorded. You cannot hide your sin. So sin can never be hidden. That's the deceitfulness of sin. Be sure your sin will find you out, we read in the word of God. But even if your sin is hidden in this life, during your life, and some sins are, some people carry secrets to the grave. Even if your sin is hidden in this life, remember that we have to stand before God at the very end of our lives. We have to stand before God and then everything will be revealed. Our whole lives, everything that we have done, all the secrets of our hearts that nobody else knows will be out in the open. All our deepest, darkest crimes and God will judge us, dear friends. And this is so true and this is something that we have to understand because some people hear these things, hear this preaching and they say to themselves very foolishly, God will let me off. Yes, I've sinned. But when I stand before God, you know what? God will let me off. He knows my heart. He's full of mercy. He loves me. He'll just let off my sin. Dear friends, again, that is deceit. That is the deceitfulness of sin that God doesn't mind. God doesn't mind our sin. He does. He is holy. He is just. He has to punish sin. Let us not be deceived about the character of God. Some people think that God is, is just love. That's all he is. He's just love. There's, there's no anger. There's no wrath. There's no hatred. Don't be deceived. Just thinking God is just love and he'll let us all off everything else. Don't be deceived about his character. He must punish sin because he is just, just like a judge in a court of law. He must condemn the criminal. He must punish the sin. Otherwise, he's not upholding the law of the land. God is just. He has to punish sin and he will do. But if you trust in Christ, this is where Christ comes in. If you trust in Christ, you are safe. You are saved. Christ, the Son of God, came to deal with the problem of our sin. 
Yes, we are sinners, but Christ has come to die in our place to take upon himself the wrath of God. My people have sinned. All those who believe in me, they have sinned. But they believe that I am the Son of God and that I have come to take upon myself the punishment that they deserve. I will go to the cross. I will say, as it were, Father, punish me instead of them because I love them. I love my people. I will take their punishment. And that is how we are saved because Christ was condemned in our place on the cross. That's the gospel message, dear friends. That is what we preach. That is our salvation. Do you believe in this message? Have you come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Now again, do not be deceived by sin. Because for some people here at this very moment, Satan will be whispering in your ear. Those lies that he has uh, whispered in the ears of so many over so many years. Because people hear the gospel and this is what Satan says. Oh yes, this gospel message, I've heard it a million times. And some people have believed it, and some people have been saved by it. Yes, that's what Satan will say. He'll admit that. But it's not for you. It's not for you, not you. Because, uh, well, he'll give a number of reasons. To some people, he'll say you're too young. To the youngsters, you can't come to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're too young. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You've got the world ahead of you. He'll say that. And then he'll say to other people, you're too old. You're too old. You've, you've spent so many years rejecting God, rejecting Christ. You're too old now. You've missed your chance. That's what Satan will say. He's trying to deceive you. You see, you're too young or you're too old. Or sometimes he'll say, it's not for you because you're too bad. Yes, Christ came and died for, for some sins, for good people's sins, but not for your sins, your wicked sins. Think of all the things that you've done. Think of all the things that you've said and seen. Think of all uh, the, the secrets that you have in your heart. You can't come to Christ. Yes, it's for some people. It's not for you. That's a deception. That's the deceitfulness of sin. Because the word of God says anybody can come. Anybody can come, whoever you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how long you've left it, no matter how many times you've rejected Christ, you can still come and he will in no wise turn you out. In no wise turn you aside. He will welcome you. He will receive you. He will bless you. You will know his salvation. So dear friends, whoever you are, do not let Satan deceive you. Are you going to be deceived? Dear friends, this is so sad because God has brought you here to this place to cease that deception, to bring you out of that deception, to make you wise unto salvation. You must come. Why would you remain in slavery? 
You know, just as Moses led the children of Israel out, well, Christ is the one who is greater than Moses. Moses was just a shadow, just a type. Christ is the fulfillment of Moses, leading his people out from the bondage of slavery. So don't harden your heart. These words exhort one another daily while it is called today. Come now, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Don't be like these Israelites, my last word. Remember they doubted God. God cannot provide for us. God cannot furnish a table in the wilderness. Are you like that? Are you somebody who thinks that God, in my life, God cannot help me, really? God can't provide me with what I need. God can't provide all the joy that I need. I need joy in my life. I need happiness in my life. I need love in my life. God can't provide that for me. Is that like you? Just like the Israelites said, God cannot provide. Dear friends, remember what happened to the Israelites. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years until they died. That's what happens to people who reject God. They never reach that promised land. They never get that true joy that they really want. They never get that true love and true happiness that they really want. They just end up wandering their way through life. Always looking, never finding in the world. The world cannot feed you. Continually wandering about like the Israelites. Why don't you trust in Christ? He will lead you to the promised land. He will lead you to everlasting peace and joy and salvation. Dear friends, trust in the Lord. It is so simple. Don't doubt him. Don't harden your hearts. Come, soften your heart. Open your heart to the Lord. And he will bless eternally. There'll be no regrets. Your cup will overflow and you will rejoice forevermore. Well, may the Lord bless these things to us.